0: back to old school with DP and J on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com
1: Welcome back to Old School on 937 the ticket. We're taking a trip down Memory Lane in the 1997 season with Jay Foreman. We're up to the National Championship game, Nebraska, Tennessee. It's hilarious. It's hilarious because somebody went through and made a Tennessee uh, highlight. If you clip from that game, like you go onto YouTube, I type in "1997 Nebraska National Championship Game highlights," and there's one that is says "1997 Orange Bowl Number Three Tennessee versus Number Two Nebraska" by this person named Lee Miller. Made it eight years ago. It has 10,000 views. It's 10 minutes and 26 seconds. And they're all from Tennessee.
0: And it's all the good things that Tennessee did. God which bless, is why God, it's, God God bless Lee Miller. Which is why it is ten is this, minutes and twenty six the, seconds.
1: Is this the game where we now have B, the BCS?
0: Probably because of Michigan, right? Yeah, that this, it, this yeah. is
1: the season that because of the way it finished, and the fact that it was so close. We'll the talk voting, about yeah. we'll talk about Michigan in the next segment, but why? Because it, it just – it's mind-blowing to me. They
0: don't even – nobody gives – the funny thing is that a, one of my high school teammates was on that team. He's like, nobody gives us respect when they talk about 97 national championships. Like, dude, because you guys weren't that good.
1: You really weren't? They really weren't.
0: But at the end of the day, the Tennessee game had so many layers to it. What's, um, your,
1: what's your what's your favorite memory about that game?
0: Uh, let me see how I can say this. Um <laughs> Oh, man. Here, I'll say this. I'll I'll, I'll start it early. Um, I I knew Peyton since we were kids because his dad played for the Vikings and I was hanging around then, so Mm -hmm. I knew him. And uh, the SEC teams, I don't think Tennessee was taking us that serious, right? Because I'm sure they thought they were physical.
1: Yeah.
0: So we had been down – we got down there and I used to roll – and I know he's been on um, Aaron Davis' show with, with Raph, uh, Jay Gates. Mm-hmm. And so we rolled hard. And we always was <laughs> – when we got down there, that was – we're going we gonna to kick it. Okay? We're going to do our thing. We're going to go to meetings. But when we don't have a curfew, we're going to be back in the morning. So we, we get down there. We go down there. We, you know, go down to the beach or whatever. And we go to this little – you know, we're just bar hopping. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're all 21, so, you know, other years that we've been down there, we really couldn't get in unless we kind of snuck in. So we we couldn't get in, and we always had a pact that we'd always stay together, right, just because we don't want anybody to get off and get in trouble. So we get in there, and, you know, we get in there early. So, of course, they had some specials, and, we you know, stuff starts flowing, and Tennessee rolls in there. We'd already, I think, practiced a couple days. You know, so we already were ready, and we had been practicing hard, obviously, at home. And I'll never forget, it was Trey Teague, who was their Tennessee's Lyman. lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, was supposed to be their guy, and Peyton Manning. So we're in this bar, and we're just kind of just, you know, just exchanging pleasantries and X, Y, and Z. And, you know, we started drinking, and Peyton's over there. Of course, he's in there like the CEO and whatever. And, you know, he, I don't know whether Liquid Courage, but we've seen him and he just kind of was dapping up and Trey T is there and I went up to him and I was like you know we're going to kick your ass uh, <laughs> in about a week right <laughs> he was like what I said uh, you know <laughs> just to be clear we're going <laughs> to kick your ass yeah, was, was, week, this is right? what's going to happen and he looked at me like are you serious and I was like I'll see you in a week bro right so we, then we go to this other spot we're kicking it now, now we in the we always have a, we had a saying, like, you know, this probably next drink, we're going to go to the dark side. And we already had a plan probably going there. So we started drinking. Marvin Jones is in the in the, in the the club. Marvin Jones, you know, they call him Shade Tree. He must have been living down there or whatever. So he's he's hyping us up. What y'all going to do? This, this, and this. And I'll never forget, we all take a shot. Gate stands up, makes his power tea. He was like, F Tennessee. <laughs> We're gonna do you know we what we gonna do. And that was probably the last I remember that night. I remember, know we made it home. Right I know we made it home. <laughs> right? all, hey, made it home still getting think, reports back. Yeah, so. and I think we were we had the day off, but I mean that was it. Probably as far as the game goes. Um you know I can go, you know. Was there
1: was there much conversation about Coach Oz? Oh,
0: there was tons of it. I like I said, I before we you know went to break a couple times ago. I remember going into the football offices, getting on the elevator, going down, trying to get ready for practice. I didn't even know that he was gonna. You know, we didn't have the social media outlets or know anything. So if you live off campus, the only thing you hear about anything that's going on, on the team is when you get there. So yeah. I'm on the uh, elevator with Matt Hoskinson. And he's all like choked up, and he's just like, We got to win. We got to win. We got to F and win, Jay. We, we got to do this. And I'm like, "Oh, we already talked about this two weeks ago before we start getting ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, he, and he's like, You ain't heard? And I was like, No. He's like, Coach Osborne's retiring. I was like, What? And, I, and we both looked at each other and was like, Oh, it's on. There was not a practice, a meeting, uh, a weight training session that was not amplified. And I remember talking to Sean Salisbury, one, because I knew him being a ball boy. But then he at that time he had worked for ESPN and you go to the stadium and, you know, nobody touches the championship. So he's just there kind of just talking to you. And, and he knew I would You not give him stuff. But he, I've been knowing him since I was a kid. And he's like, what you going to what what's the game plan? I said, listen here. I said, we are going to physically destroy this team.
1: Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte.
0: I said, they do not know what's coming. And he asked about the motivation. I said, we're more than motivated. I said, we're going to hunt tomorrow night like never before. Um, And we knew they had a ton of NFL talent. I mean, you got to think.
1: And they were number three. They were number three. Right number
0: three. You gotta think that. had Peyton Manning, obviously mm-hmm. one of the best of ever to play the game of football. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Kosi Coleman, Trey Teague, Chad Clifton. Um, their tight end got drafted, and they and then I'm gonna save the the running back story the best for the best for last. But the receivers they had Copeland, Peerless Price, mm-hmm. Marcus Nash. Now this is the same Marcus Nash mm-hmm. that I played AU basketball against. Him and John and Jonathan Brown was on one of the defensive ends, a third round pick, uh, you know, that I those two were who I played against in AAU. And here's Marcus Nash, a first end up being a first round receiver. Um, you know, they had NFL talent on both sides of the ball. Leonard Little, Al Al Wilson, Raynock Thompson, numerous dbs Terry Fair and all those guys. Terry Fair's the first round pick. Fair was amazing. Sean Bryson, uh second or third round pick, one of my best friends in the world. Um and then they had a running back by the name of Jamal Lewis who had been on a recruiting trip to Nebraska who is from Atlanta, Georgia area. Eric Johnson was his host, I was his co-host, had him signed sealed and delivered. Homeboy, I mean, when you look at a running back, Amon Green was a really good, you know, high school looking physically coming out. Jamal Lewis was that and more cuz he was like a little bit more bulkier.
1: He was a walking wall.
0: Right. Big, broad shoulders, big old arms for, you know, an 18-year-old kid. He was ready to come here and play running back. Craig Bowl decided he wanted him to – he said, you'd be better at linebacker. Whoops. Whoops. So now we're playing him after he has a phenomenal year, right, you know, as a freshman. And the game's pretty tight, but we've, we haven't, you know, physically worn them down. We went out three and out that first series. And they, they're driving the ball a little bit. And Jamal Lewis breaks outside, breaks the contain, breaks a couple tackles. My man Ralph, big, we call him Banks uh, Brown, comes back and, uh, you know, tests them shins a little bit. Jamal, yeah, Jamal yeah. Lewis fumbles. Mike Rucker, you know, kind of recovers and tumbles it. or t- re- Recovers and then tumbles. I, if you see it, I go over there and re- go Jamal Lewis. You now, it wasn't this polite. You should have came to Nebraska. Uh-huh. And this is Bryson. what you see. The pitch to Lewis. Bryson leading the way. Lewis hit hard and fumbled. And Nebraska has recovered. Ralph Brown knocked it out. And Mike Rucker recovered the fumble at the 21-yard line. So they're in our red zone, pretty much. I saw you run right past yeah. Rucker after he recovered it. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. The, who, you. <laughs> oh, I'm going right to Jamal Lewis <laughs> in his face. I told you you should have came to the Nebraska. And it's an explicitive, explicitive X, Y, and Z. Welcome to the Terra Dome. But that's what you need. We needed to make a play. Got, again, you talk about the Colorado game coming out of the stack making the tackle. You talk about Mike Rucker obviously losing contained and not setting the edge coming out of the, the stack. I'm flowing inside out. Same with Eric Johnson and all those guys. Ralph Brown decides to hold not decides. Holds force, sets the edge. Not only sets the edge, but then plays football, causes the fumble. We recovery, game over. Then we start then we get the momentum and then we started to bludgeon these guys. And bludgeon them to the fact that so much that when we're looking out there we're laughing because they have never faced linemen that were coming off. First of all, we were we were our offensive line with Aaron Taylor was being able to block their guys one on one. So the guys like Matt Hoskinson, Matt Verzal, you know, all those guys were able to get to the second level. And this is at the time they had the idea to move Leonard Little from an All American defensive end, maybe to show position, you know, versatility, because maybe they were thinking he went big enough to play defensive end, which he ended up being phenomenal NFL defensive end, moving the middle linebacker. So you had Leonard Little in the middle, Al Wilson, who ended up being a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. Leonard Little, I think, was either a first- or second-round pick. Knock Thompson, who ended up being a second- or third-round pick. And when I looked out there, them brothers was getting... Not only thrown, they were getting thrown out the club. Like finishing, they were we were finishing like blocks. Fresh Prince, you know. <laughs> hey, when I'm talking about, they were drive blocking you and then just mushing you into the ground afterwards. And then if you got up, we hitting you back. I mean, we they were just sharks were sharks seeing blood and smelling blood. wasn't That's not even fair enough. It looked like a bunch of hyenas just destroying an elephant. And I'll never forget the game was somewhat in hand, and Coach Osborne, and the, and the thing was we can't let up. Right. We can't let up because then they brought in T Martin because you got to protect t- Peyton Manning because we had started to tee off on him. So they scored. We got to We got to continue to press and press and press. But I remember Leonard Little, it was a play a sweep to our sideline. And, you know, it was like an eight, nine, 10 yard gain. But he had already been cut once and trying to, you know, run to the ball. And he was just walking back. He, or he was about to walk back. He was like, call off the dogs. <laughs> call off the dogs. <laughs> and we were like, nah, bro. You're gonna feel us tonight. And then so we were able to finish that game and then uh I mean it was jubilation. Um you know, it was a little sadness to be honest with you. That's that's where and, I, wanna um, I wanna put the pen.
1: I wanna put the pen there and when we'll come back have you yeah. tell us about the locker room, about the on field, and then the locker room and the trip home. Um Tom Osborne's final game yeah. and what, what, what that was like. So we'll get that next here on Old School.
0: Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible. They engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Kavis and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts.